Hello everyone, welcome to Dubai Fashion News, the podcast, the number one fashion podcast in the region. And today we are starting our third season. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. In this podcast, you can find great interviews from fashion professionals for fashion professionals and enthusiasts. The idea is to share the industry's know-how from different angles and perspectives so that we all can learn from each other. This season, we are going to have buyers, designers that use unconventional materials, trend forecasters, pop-up organizers, street style app developers... Sounds weird? Yes, yes, we're gonna have technology in the house. Yes, you have been basically um, asking lately a lot about technology and e-commerce. So we have also some e-commerce series because you want to know more about it and your wishes are command. So here you have it. In the previous seasons, we learned how to raise funding by doing a Kickstarter, how to um, get inside big shops such as Gallery Lafayette, how to open new markets such as Korea or the US, how modeling agencies operate, how the fashion PR and influencers do their magic boy we learn so many things and you you cannot miss the great interviews we had with Ali Khan from Islamic Fashion Council and from Mura Morris which is a fantastic fashion consultant that clear many questions that you guys had basically we have not one but many fashion masterclasses in here so check our previous episodes and let us know what else would you want to learn drop us an email to hello at dubaifashionnews.com you can find our podcast in all major podcast platforms itunes ibox soundcloud spreaker and of course you have all the past podcasts at our own website which is www.dubaifashionnews.com so share and subscribe to avail all this amazing free content and today the first episode of our third season we are going to be interviewing one super mega talented designer that has done pieces for Lady Gaga not only that most of her pieces actually are in museums she's going to share with us how to live from unconventional fashion her name is Winder Rienstra all the way from Netherlands. This new season is going to be fantastic. I'm very excited to be sharing with you what is in the store. For example, we have sponsors and even a new section. The new section is called On Our Radar. I decided to start it because sometimes I was finding some cool app, a useful tool, some amazing designers or events, but I didn't have enough material to do a whole podcast. And so now, thanks to On Our Radar, I get to share all this with you and you can be part of it too. So if you want to share something for this section, just email me at hello at and we will share your finding. And yes, you heard it well. We have a sponsors and we will be thanking them because they made this podcast possible and sustainable and they make me a happy person. <laughs> Our main sponsor is Teller. If you are an e-commerce in the region, for sure you know already what they do, but in case you're not, they are the number one payment gateway. That means that if you want to start selling your designs online, they made it possible for you to charge credit and debit cards. They're not only sponsoring the podcast, but also they're partnering with us, so all the readers and listeners will have a special promo code with amazing conditions. Let me read them. So it is zero setup fees, 
zero monthly fees, only 2.5 per transaction. To avail this amazing offer and have your e-commerce ready to receive payments, you have to go to their website, which is www.teller.com, spelled T-E-L-R, and send them a message through their contact us page stating you have the super duper promo code from the Wild Fashion News podcast, which is fashion. Yeah, fashion is the keyword. Fashion in big caps. That's your promo code. Easy as that, and you can start saving a good amount of money that when you are starting a business is something really good. We also want to give a shout out to Goshopia.com a new member of the Dubai Fashion News family. Goshopia.com is an online shop that is different to everything else you've seen in the region. They support creativity and slow fashion. How? Well, they support emerging fashion designers that avoid mass production. So the products you get to see in this website are basically done in the ateliers, small workshops, with a lot of love and care. Because if we avoid mass production, there is less wastage, so it is more sustainable. And on top of that, the quality and the design that you're going to find in Gushopia.com is just awesome. If you're tired of the frenzy of the 52 seasons we have today, chasing trend after trend, and you want to embrace the so-called slow fashion movement, join them. Check their website. It's www.goshopia.com. You can subscribe to the newsletter and find curated designer products. In It is a small community that is trying to enjoy fashion while being conscious with the world we live in. And if you are a designer and want to be part of it, send an email to hello at goshopia.com. And now let's start this amazing season with a fantastic podcast. Let's get our melody first. Here we go. Hello, fashion family. I can't wait to share with you today's podcast. I managed to interview the super talented and creative Winde Rienstra. She is the mastermind behind some of the most daring shoe and clothing designs out there. You can see her pieces in museums. And for the record, Lady Gaga is one of her clients. She uses cardboard, wood, Lego pieces, plastic, there is just no limits as to how to create. With Winde, we are going to learn about the creative process, her personal and professional journey, and how to live out of unconventional fashion, if that is impossible. So stay put, don't go anywhere. The interview starts right now. We met Winde at ING Creators Festival. It's an awesome festival that actually celebrates creativity. She's super creative, you cannot imagine. Once you know you get to know a little bit more about her, you're gonna really be amazed. And we have a lot of questions for her today. So hello Winde. Hello everyone. <laughs> I have the feeling like you it's just like you don't you don't uh, follow rules, you just create them. Is this like this? Um, you know, everybody has their own way of creating and design process and I just know what works best for me and mm -hmm. I just do that and uh, also with my designs 
if they're unwearable, it's more important to be creative to mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tell us, how did you study in fashion? How was it that you, you wanted to be a fashion designer from the very, very beginning? Actually, um, I first did like um, a different um, education be mm. to become a teacher. Oh, really? In art. But um, that wasn't really for me because I was too insecure to do that. Um, but um, later on, I found a note in the attic at my mom's place and it said that uh, like I was 12 and I wanted to be a fashion designer, but I completely forgot about it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. So your mom wrote that. Oh, she no, mentioned I wrote it. it. Oh, you wrote, wrote that. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Yes. And then when you saw it, it kind of like, oh, yes, actually. I, I didn't remember it, but it was so cool because, you know, I became a fashion designer. It's so, true. It's yeah. true. Yeah, you, you were already writing your destiny. Yeah, exactly. So first you study kind of like to become a teacher and then later you decide, okay, this is not for me. But yes. you have already education on arts because when you're learning a to be... A little bit, yes. So that yes. helped you later to, yes. to change into design? Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. I went to um, the Arts Academy of Utrecht. Mm -hmm. yes. And well, what kind of education you guys receive in there? Because there is like now, like uh, all the Dutch uh, school kind mm -hmm. of like, there is like a movement in there about unconventional, unconventional fashion, use, thinking outside the box, basically. I think that's kind of like the, the line between all, everything that we are seeing coming from the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. Is that so? Your classes must be really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I remember one class in particular that was very uh, important, I think. Mm -hmm. um, we got to pick a, an architectural building mm -hmm. um, from anywhere in the world. And we had to design a dress inspired by the architectural building. Oh, wow. And it had to be really three-dimensional. And I, I remember that that really helped, you know, trying to find your way. I mean, at the academy, you're still trying to find your way yeah. as a designer, like what's my style and everything. Mm. And the second thing that really helped is that um, I went in an exchange program. Mm -hmm. So I studied in Melbourne in Australia oh, for wow. uh, one semester. I was there for seven months. And um, when I came there, like the rules at the school were very different. The people were very different because they're farther away from you know, the fashion centers, kind of Paris, Milan, mm -hmm. London, New York. So they're farther away from that. And they were so much more like driven to get there. You know, they, they had to work harder because mm -hmm. they're in Australia. And that really helped. And also we got an assignment which was completely free just to design uh, three uh, collection um existing out of three pieces and that was new because at my school there was always like rules it has to be this it has to be that you have to work with denim it has to be for men oh, okay. stuff like that and it was the first time that i really got to be free in my design process do, do anything and um, it made a collection and um, when it was finished one of the designs was featured in australian vogue so that was kind of the start. You but know? you were the, you you were that designer? Yes. Oh wow! Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was Congratulations. the start. Congratulations! Yeah. Thank you. Wow, that's an achievement. <laughs> um, when was your first catwalk in the Amsterdam Fashion Week? Because after that, right. once you finish your education, you yes. already kind of like yeah. So uh, I graduated in two thousand and nine, and after that. Um, I wanted to start my own fashion label mm -hmm. and in 2011 I first um, entered Fashion Week. I was doing a competition, the green fashion competition, because sustainability is very important to mm -hmm. me 
and I want to use as much as ecological materials as possible. Mm -hmm. um, so in 2011, I did the competition, and after that, I did my first show. Oh, yes. wow. So that what was year was that? 2011. 2011. Yes. And ever since you've been doing them, and then you said that you yeah, stopped. I've, I've been doing them for three years, mm -hmm. and it was six shows. So each half year, I did a show. Mm -hmm. And uh, after three years, um, yeah, it was so stressful, and uh, I didn't make any money necessarily from that. I got a lot of, um, you know, um, people knew my name, yeah. and you get a lot of publicity, but you don't make a lot of money from that. Mm -hmm. And uh, at some point, I was like, yeah, I'm working really hard for six months, and then it's like ten minutes of show, yeah, and it's over. And yeah, you kind of feel uh, kind of forgotten in the yeah. moment or something when yeah. it's done and so I wanted to do it differently and also I was I was doubting do I really want to continue um, being in fashion or and what's the next step for me should I do commercial work or should I you know I made some accessories to sell and but um, I realized all those things in the end are not the most important to me because mm -hmm. the most important thing to me is um, my creativity and that I can yeah just be it's free yeah. free in what I design so I decided you know uh, money is not the most important thing uh, yes it is also necessary but then I could do like freelance assignments to make money and in um, still be free in the design process wow yeah uh, so when you you miss that part when you when you step out of it mm. because it's kind of like a kind of yeah. like a role right and everybody's yeah. expecting you to keep on doing it yes exactly um it was a lot of fun to do and uh, you know you get a kick out of it at the end when everybody's <laughs> applauding and stuff um uh, yeah and and also i worked closely together for like three weeks or maybe four weeks before the fashion week with a lot of people like interns but also my family helps out a lot um, friends help out and it's a whole group like maybe 20 people that are helping me that put energy the show is together. amazing and yeah that that's great if that's really great because even though it's hard work but yeah still it's really nice. because the creative process is a little bit lonely isn't it yes you get be. in yourself be. inside yourself and you dig and it's like and then you can share it, and yeah. that's very nice. Yeah, yes. but the process itself is kind of like a little bit introspective, most of the cases. Mm -hmm. um, when you are designing, do you have someone in mind? Or you just, as you say, I just do it what I like it, I feel free, and I just, I don't, I don't have any particular person. Um, there's, um, you know, my inspiration can come from nature or from architecture or art. Um, so that's mostly, um, it can be a really small thing that inspires me, you know? And then from that, um, I work from the material. So I, I kind of choose like a material can be inspiring. And so I don't really have a person in mind, but I just work from things I've seen plus the material that I have that I choose to work with. Okay, so it goes from the material and then you develop yes. based on what the material yes. is offering you, yes. depending on the shapes. Actually, and don't do any sketching or something, but mostly I do sketching in 3D. Mm -hmm. um, you call it moulage in fashion, it's a French word, and it means that you 
work on the mannequin and then you create it 3D and after that you can make a pattern of it. Oh wow, it's super interesting. Uh, your creations are super unique. Thank you. You use unconventional materials as we mentioned like cardboard, mm -hmm. wood, plastic, glass, even Lego blocks. That's right. <laughs> How does your atelier look like? Like a carpentry shop? I wish it would Like be. a nursery? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it would look more like a carpentry yeah. shop. Yeah, that would be actually, awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, I, for example, I don't have a laser cutter. That would be great. But also like uh, sanding machines or whatever. I don't <clears> have those, but it would be really so nice. So how do you organize the production then when you have something in mind? You mm. go to the carpentry shops and say like... Yeah, eh. or go to um, what we call it in the Netherlands is a fablop. I think it's mm -hmm. all over the world, but mm -hmm. I'm not sure. And they have like CC machine, they have 3D printers, they have laser cutters, and you can work there for like a reasonable price. So, but you go there once you have your idea or you go yeah. there to get their ideas? No, no, that's after. After. Yeah. yeah. So you play with the material and they say, oh, this yes. would be awesome. Let me go yes. there and see how it would really look like. And then, exactly. oh, wow. Yeah. Mm, you have one of these places close to your place then? Um, well, I used to live in Utrecht and then it was pretty close and it, it was a nice place. Um, but now I live in Amsterdam and um, I haven't found necessarily a good place yet because mm. there's many different ones, but some they close again and you don't know, you know. So, um, but I haven't needed it until now. So it's good. Yeah. Still. We need of these ones here anyway. We would be yes, great to have yes. here, yeah. But maybe you do have them already. Or uh, maybe. I, I haven't heard about no? it, no. But I'll, I'll find out that because this be. is very interesting. Yeah, yeah that you can go and... I mean, yeah, here because is designers can go there and use the laser cutter and, you know, yeah, it's exactly. a very nice experiment. Yeah, I think so. And also the fact that, for example, here you go to schools and even the children's schools, you know, like small ones, they have 3Ds and stuff already. Mm -hmm. I don't know laser cut though, but I know they have 3D printers already. Yeah. Uh, so most probably they have in maybe part of the fashion schools. Yes, yeah. Uh, I think I saw in CFD exactly, actually. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They must have something. Yeah, they, they do have a laser cutter now at the school I went to, but when I went to the school, they didn't have it. Yeah. Yet, so, <laughs> yeah. It very evolving, you know, technology. Yeah. Um, so your inspiration is coming from the materials and from nature mostly. Yeah. So to get inspired, do you walk, do you meditate? How do you actually? Um, link yourself with that it's it's traveling and it's uh, going to exhibitions um just looking around when you're in the train or traveling uh somewhere um yeah it's it's always good to do new things trying to do new things um being here in dubai we also went to oman mm -hmm. that was very inspiring especially the desert mm -hmm. it's really good it's beautiful it's so beautiful yeah. and it's very relaxing yeah. Yeah. the dunes and the, the wind and I don't know it's, this is magical it's a lot of visual stimulation yeah of all the lines that are there and yeah that's it's great also maybe we yes. see in the future some oh, designs knows, yeah <laughs> I actually got this. some ideas really so, yeah. oh that's yeah. exciting <laughs> yes. oh, that would be awesome if we actually managed to <laughs> yeah, inspire you you know, we went to the desert one day, we went dune bashing with cars, um, but then I'm like there and I'm like, oh, I wish I could spend a week in the desert and stuff, you know? It's, it's Just to see the sunset and it, sundown, exactly. different colors, different times of day. It's amazing. Yeah. It's totally amazing. When you sleep in the desert and not only the, the when mm. the sun is coming around, yeah, exactly. it's also the night itself. Yes. This, 
is so sturdy. You have so many stars. I wish I could do that. It's yeah. really, mm-hmm. it's really amazing. Yes. Really worth doing it. Yeah. Your pieces, I, I'm thinking, they must require a lot of handwork because they are very unique. You cannot. How do you produce them? That's right. So they're all produced in my studio. Um, so I work with, as I said, interns. Um, my father helps a lot. Uh, he's very handy and he knows a lot about constructions and stuff. So we talk about the <laughs> things that I want to make. And then, you know, I, I have the design ideas and he helps me to realize yeah, them. So. He knows how to m- make it happen. Yes, yes. <laughs> also, um, it's good team building and team man- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How is your creative process, for example, with the shoes? Mm-hmm. Because some people, I was looking for your shoes on Pinterest, and some people have your shoes and some other shoes uh, within panels called like cruel shoes. And I was like, I know. You can have them as cruel, but you can have them also as cool because they're both things at the same time. So I mean, they didn't I'm try them on. Like, yeah. How, how are, why are they judging? <laughs> Just from the surface, you know. Yeah. 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 But how, how, do you, uh, how do you actually get. <clears throat> You know, like, okay, this is something that can't work. Because especially in the shoe, because you are walking, I guess it's, like, super difficult to kind of, like, yeah, know how to do them properly. Are you, yeah. Um, so I never had an edu- education in making shoes. Um, started off with my first collection, and I was thinking, um, you know, I need shoes to go with this collection, but yeah. I can't find them in the stores, so I have to do it myself, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, the first pairs, or the first designs were like shoes that I bought and I I used laser cut wood to cover them and then for my next collection I was like yeah but now I want to design the whole shoe because that would be even more cool you Mm -hmm. know Um, so I just um, yeah used some heels that I had in my closet and I was like okay let's check out how you know the shape of the heel should be and from there I started um, just drawing it by hand all of it and um, these were the cardboard shoes made of cardboard um, it was a lot of layers and um, then we made it uh, into illustration so that we could laser cut it so the, because you have every model is different for example there's one that looks like right. plexiglass yes, kind of a thing plexiglass, yes. then you have the cardboard ones mm-hmm. I have Lego the Legos mm-hmm. the bamboo ones bamboo yes with the uh, fasteners yes. <laughs> yes that's right and uh, I also made some shoes of cork. Oh, wow. Well, mm-hmm. how do you make them comfortable? Do you try them on and you see like, okay, this is okay, or this will work better with this? I guess also like with the designs, it's not necessarily uh, the comfort that I'm thinking about the most, like or the wearability. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, for these particular shoes, I think, you know, um, I just made them that they look good. Mm-hmm. Um, and. It's like the bamboo shoes, they're very wearable. Mm-hmm. You can wear them and they're comfortable or, you know, as comfortable as heels can get because yeah, heels yeah, yeah, are yeah. No, that comfortable funny. anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, uh, after I did all that, um, I think in 2015, I, I did a course to, to learn about the technical part of shoemaking. And, um, you know, it, it was good to do, but um, I... I I didn't really like it that much because I felt limited because oh, I had to think yeah. about all the technical stuff. But it's good to know that now I can make shoes that are more comfortable. 
Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Well, once you know, you can inter- you can you you can uh, select if you use that knowledge mm-hmm. or not, depending mm-hmm. on Lady Gaga wore them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's. Uh, I don't think she cares much about uh, comfort <laughs> in any case, but but she wore them really, you know, like uh, elegantly and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, right. maybe they're not as they look, you know, like these yeah. cruel shoes. Is, no, it's not it's fair. Not, yeah, I think cruel is overstated. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be open to do flats? Yes, yes, definitely. Because flats are now very in, and they, yeah, yeah, and they. Yep. I'm actually working on some designs and there will be flats in it, but it will still be very experimental. So. Of course, of course. Yeah. It, can, it has to be you still, yeah, even if exactly. they're flats. <laughs> the one, the, the other shoe I love is the Lady Gaga one. The, the mm-hmm. Lego, really yeah. like, it's amazing. We're going to put some pictures in the, in the post. How does it work when you are designing for them? Like, did you create first the shoe? thinking of no one or someone came and say like this have we have this outfit for lady gaga can you do something creative and make it like you know mm-hmm. like outstanding how how was the process uh, in the chicken or the egg what was first yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> so in this um with the celebrities i worked with they already they liked my work so um they actually i already made the designs and oh, after okay. that they they contacted me mostly through stylists, asked to borrow the designs or that I make an, uh, a same one for them uniquely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you they like what you, what you were already creating. Yes. You didn't do anything on purpose in them because no. it looks like uh, no. this is perfect. Well, it's good work for the stylist then, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> is it easy to work with the stylist or with the celebrities of the stylist? Um, do you receive a lot of calls from them like, oh, do you have something that can go well with this and da da da? The, the, the problem, like, I mean, it's not, it's good, it's nice to work with them and it's good, it's not a problem, but most of the time it's like always like, I need this today or something. Oh, really? You know? Like, they, they, it's always like a week or something mm-hmm. up front and it's so short notice that you have to like work every night and day to make it happen. So that's kind of, it would be nice if they would be like, oh, you have two months, can you make us something? You know, mm-hmm. that would be nice. Yeah. yeah. But then that's why also they're using the things that you already have in place, because you cannot yeah. create from yeah. zero, from scratch, create a concept yeah. and something. But still, like, if they want uh, it adapted to their size, uh-uh. you have to start over to make it, and yeah. it's still a lot of work. So. Yeah, it's true, it's true. Yeah. yeah, because you have wooden dresses and stuff, mm-hmm. so yeah, it has that's to be right. made to measure. Yes, totally. Exactly. Do you feel like when you're working with the celebrities and they put your name out there, do you feel like that actually correlates with more sales? Um, yeah, it really helps. Um, I don't know if more sales would be, you know, the result of that. Uh, more, more publicity, uh-huh. more brand awareness. Brand awareness, yes. Um, and I think also for other stylists to see it again. Uh-huh. Like they, they get to know my name as well. Or uh-uh. my so designs. it's kind of like more networking. It's more, yeah. Do you mix uh, fashion with art? And architecture in a beautiful way but you design everything you mentioned before that you designed the shoes because you needed to kind of like mix it with the with the clothes mm-hmm. you did this from the very beginning how how do you think now for example if, if you will go back to the car well, do you think you will keep on doing the same way would you go into bags for example or do you have you done bags maybe yeah, I have. Oh my god! <laughs> so you um, have done what accessories have you done? Uh, I've done necklaces, bracelets, um, bags, belts, um, a hairpin, which 
I'm wearing oh, right now. So I don't know cool. if you guys can yes. see it, but <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the kind of stuff I done, and then the shoes, of course. Um, I really do like doing bags, but also it's gonna be unconventional. Yeah, they have, they have to. Yeah, they have to be winners. <laughs> <laughs> On our radar. You cannot imagine what is on our radar this week, honestly. Do you hear the water as background? <laughs> it's a hint. Okay, we know the spirit of can-do of Dubai, right? Here, nothing is impossible. But did you know that Dubai is going to get a Nutella free flow fountain? Yeah, yeah, a whole Nutella fountain. <laughs> Did you know that the 5th of February is Nutella Day? Honestly, I had no clue <laughs> about this fact. But yes, that is the reason why if you are in Dubai, the 5th of February, you should go to the West Mina Seyahi Beach Resort and Marina in Dubai because they're going to have the fountain there only for one day at the lobby level. And it's free for everyone to come and enjoy. And I'm wondering, will we be able to bake on it? Hmm. I'm not gonna miss this one. <laughs> when you do the uh, the, the uh, clothes in, in fabric, you create volume like using pleats and folding them and origami and like for example this piece we did it together in the in the in the workshop. This is my creation. She helped me a little bit to create it. <laughs> so how can we care of this for these garments? Because they're very volumetric. How you do, do you, it's only dry cleaners maybe or how actually can we care for the clothes if they're unconventional? Yeah, if it's made of if wood. If it's fabric, yeah. Um, if it's made of wood, you just use the pronto yes. and, and, <laughs> and wipe it. <laughs> Maybe just water, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so if it's accessories, they will be varnished. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that will help with, you know, if it gets dirty or something. But still, you shouldn't make it wet or uh -huh. keep it in the sun too much. Uh -huh. um, for the more... Yeah, I mean, if if a design is made of wood, if a dress is made of wood, you, you can't wash it no. in any way. So. <laughs> and they're, yeah, they're unique pieces. So it's, uh, for me, I like to do exhibitions a lot. So I think it's more meant for exhibiting and yeah. inspiring others. Yeah, no, definitely. Actually, your pieces are in museums already. That's right. How, that, how those opportunities came about? Um, so for when I went to Australia, I made mm -hmm. this three-piece collection and I came back in the, to the Netherlands and there was a design competition. I entered that and as a result, you know, from somehow uh, the director of uh, Gemeente Museum at The Hague, mm -hmm. he was there and he wanted to buy the three dresses for his museum. Oh, wow. So that was the, like the first, um, yes, yeah, sale to the museum. Um, that so was the museums buy actually the pieces that they yes, are exhibiting. They do. Oh wow! Yes. Not all the time, but this in this case they did. Um, that was in my third year. So <gasps> in my third year, I was in, in Australian Vogue, and I had three pieces sold in museum. It was it was great. Wow! And um, Australia was that, really like your lucky charm. Huh? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, it was amazing and also like the country of course nature there. yeah it's Very beautiful inspiring. and the people are super friendly yeah. i love australians hi yes. australian people <laughs> um yeah so um yeah after that like when my name was more well known in the netherlands I, um 
the Utrecht Museum, they bought eight of my designs. Um, and then I worked together with the Textile Museum in Tilburg, which is also in the Netherlands, and they bought three designs. Um, and then uh, I did an, an exhibition in uh, New York, actually, in the Brooklyn Museum, where two of my shoes were exhibited. And they toured uh, the United States after the exhibit in New York. And um, so also the National Museums of Scotland bought a pair of my shoes. So it's, yeah, it's really wow. great. That are like the, the coolest things. Yeah. yeah. But would you say that you design kind of for that, like the shoes? Um, no, I mean, I, I would like the shoes to be worn, but uh, yeah, it would be very special occasions, I yeah. guess. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. wouldn't wear them daily. Yeah, not yeah. to go to the office. Yeah. Um, is, would you say that unconventional fashion is profitable? Um, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. For me, I, I just do freelance jobs next to it so that I can keep doing the con what unconventional and creative. And what would you think is, or what would you, who would you say is actually the target of unconventional fashion? Um, it's a difficult target to, to really put your finger on. Um, for me, I would say, you know, I love doing exhibitions and I'm actually also thinking about moving more into art than, and a little bit more away from fashion. Mm -hmm. So then it would be even more for museum. Do you think fashion as an industry is investing enough in innovation? Or do you think we are actually getting more and more commercial? Um, I think, you know, in some cases you see students that are graduating and they have the, like the most creative collections and it's so exciting to look at. Mm -hmm. And then they start designing and they have, have to think commercially and like the creative creativity just kind of get lost and I yeah. think that's like it kind of hurts you know to yeah. see that so that's what you don't want to happen no, to you no I don't want that that's to why happen you get at all of, yeah. yeah yeah but it's difficult because if you want to um, be out there uh, of course if you want to do whatever you feel like as you did you have to be under your own name because the minute that you're working for another designer under under another house or under another name mm -hmm. you have to follow the guidelines of the person that actually That's is right. investing so and even if you want to have your own brand same as we were saying like you still have to pay the bills so how you balance it is very difficult yes difficult. and um, it's it's different from time to time you know one period you don't have the much that is happening and the next next month like in one week you get three uh, assignments uh -uh. for example and then you're like what what's happening <laughs> no, but it's good it's it's um unexpected but yeah you have to deal with it would you want to do some designers some designs maybe for like i don't know like uh movies um i would love to do designs for movies i have done uh, designs for opera Ah. So I did an opera, Madame Butterfly, mm. in, in the Netherlands, which was really nice to do. Very good experience. Oh, wow. Yes. So the next one is a movie. So filmmakers around the world, <laughs> please, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> so what do you think is the future of fashion as we are right now? Because there is a lot of movements and a lot of talks about sustainability. You said that for you is super important. Do you think that's actually the way to go? Do you think there's other things actually that are also part of that future of fashion? I think for future of fashion, I think what is important that we get to clothes that can be um, biodegradable or, you know, very well recycled. Because right now, and to me, this is why I want to move away from the fashion world, is um, that it's so wasteful. 
Yeah. Like you buy, you want to buy clothes and then six months later or maybe three months, like you're done with it and you throw it away. I think that's horrible. And I mm. want to, I hope that people get more aware of this and that there will be a solution in the future. Because right now, you know, there's not the perfect solution yet. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one part. And the other part is that you see a lot of use of technology combined with fashion right now. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting, um, but we're not like, the level right now is more like uh, testing it out and stuff, but it's not ready to be worn yet. But I think that can be very promising and mm -hmm. interesting. We have to invest on that, definitely. I think it's the way to go. Yeah. We have to be more respectful with nature and yes. we have to work whatever way actually we're gonna get there. So important. Yeah, and also, and also ethical fashion is there uh, because we, we are also part of that nature and we mm -hmm. are not uh, treating uh, everyone the same way exactly. in every country where they are producing yeah. garments. Very soon actually it's gonna be Fashion Revolution Day mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. You know, make uh, everyone open their eyes about that. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you about your visuals because your pictures are amazing. They're very striking. Mm -hmm. It's not only the designs, but also the pictures, you know, like yep. there is like something. I, I saw some pictures that you had in a landfill. That's right. That was part of a TV program or something, right? Yes. So, um, you know, America's Next Top Model and yeah. we have a Dutch version of it, which uh -huh. is Holland's Next Top Model. And uh, they asked me to do a photo shoot with the models and they were wearing my clothes. They wanted to show the, the, you know, sustainability part of fashion. That's why they chose me. And so we did it at the length. Yeah. The pictures are so amazing. Thank you. But even the pictures after in the other collections, uh, not only the, the landfill ones, they have like some something. I was also even asking uh, Lorena, our photographer, about that because like the pictures of wind are amazing. They, they have like there is like a density in the air. How do you actually communicate with your photographer to be able to create this texture, these yeah. images? Um, so f for the work and for the designs and online, you know, it's very important to have really good pictures yes. of your work. Um, and it's always a lot of fun also <laughs> to work together with photographers. I've worked with one photographer actually like maybe four times or something mm -hmm. and then maybe two times with different photographers. Um, but when you get to know a photographer better, it's very nice because you kind of know, yeah. you know, what to expect from each other and how to create the right atmosphere and with the right models and the right location. There is like that everything. understanding yeah. and, and it works better. So, but he knows then what you are looking for kind of. A yes, thing. yes. But he also has a, his own style. So he, it's a mix of the two of us. Oh, mm. two creative people. <laughs> yeah. Do you think your your visuals help the way your work is perceived as something like more striking even? Yes, I think so because um, a lot of you know things are happening online now, social media, mm. and you have Pinterest. It's and very busy. Everybody and is doing yeah is is online, and um, so to have good pictures and people will notice you on Pinterest or mm -hmm. on social media, so mm -hmm. it's very important. When you were actually uh, being in Vogue, did they use their own pictures or yes. they or they asked yours? No, they did a photo shoot especially. Oh, yes. nice, nice, nice. What would be your advice to fashion designers that actually are considering to go in unconventional fashion? To really stay true to who you are, to find your own you know, um, your own creative way of working 
and to, to really try to focus on that, to find what's unique about you and to find yeah, your own way of doing things and choose what feels good for you. If you want to do commercial, I mean, that's fine. Just, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, focus yeah. on that and do that. Yeah. Whatever resonates with you. Yes, exactly. Follow your yes. intuition yes. when it comes to the... Where can we find your pieces? Here in Dubai? There's anywhere we can find your pieces? No, not yeah. yet. No. Uh, um, I'm, I'm working on an online shop, mm-hmm. so you can buy it online. Uh, How can our audience reach you, the filmmakers that we mentioned before? What is your email? <laughs> <laughs> you can reach me at info at Okay, great. So we'll add that. Thank you so much for the interview. Thank you so much. It was amazing to have you here. It was a lot of fun. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. So this was today's podcast. I hope you liked it as much as I did. I love her vibe and how she experiments with pretty much everything, right? (laughs) Her creativity is something tangible when you're sitting with her. On another note, and as usual, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. We are here to share fashion stories that will help you understand better this industry. So if you like it, I want to invite you to subscribe and follow us. Invite your friends, your family, your neighbors to subscribe to the podcast. Share all this amazing free content with your surroundings. Every 15 days, you will have in your feed a new interview and you will be able to pick the brains and learn from the best fashion professionals. By the way, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. I hope really I want your heart with this interview and you give me your five stars. Another rating process might be a pain to go through. But it is super important for the podcast in order to rank well and get more visibility. So please do it. Just do it. (laughs) And we will be forever grateful. If you have questions, a topic, if you want us to bring a specific fashion expert, or if you want to come here and share your story with us, you know already what to do. Just send us an email to hello at dubaifashionnews.com. And a last thank you for our sponsors, Teller and Goshopia.com. Now, time to say bye-bye. See you in the next podcast.